0: Welcome to Scale Up and Grow, a podcast from Turning Point Training and Development, where we discuss everything you need to know for your own personal and professional development and growth. Here's your host, Mary Ricketts. Hey, today we are going to talk about something that (laughs) it affects all of us (laughs) it affects all of us and it's those those three words that sometimes I don't think we we catch and we understand and some people think it's not possible I say it has to be possible and it is called work-life balance so here's my question to you are you tired of feeling overwhelmed just constantly feeling like you're running in circles you know don't you wish you could just enjoy your time away from work without stressing about your job Let me tell you something. Today, today, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. I want to explore some strategies to help you create a better work-life balance and get your life back. So let's dive in. First things first, let's talk about the importance of slowing down. You heard me right. Let me say it again. Let's talk about the importance of slowing down because sometimes the best thing you can do is take a step back. And prioritize. Going faster doesn't mean you're more productive or that you're going to accomplish more things. Doing things right the first time will save time in the long run. So remember, take a breather and focus on what truly matters. I literally had to do this yesterday, working on a new software. I'm getting frustrated. I know sometimes people are like, Mary, why don't you just hire somebody to do that? I'm like, because I like doing it and I like accomplishing it, but literally had to just stop, pause, walk away, took 30 minutes, did something totally non-work related and then came back to it. I was like, oh my goodness, Maya had a chance to refresh. Now let's tackle something that if we're honest, several of us listening to this are dealing with and it's procrastination. We all have those mundane tasks that we'd rather avoid. But the truth is, the sooner we finish them, the sooner we can move on to the more exciting projects that we want to do. So schedule an afternoon to tackle those pesky tasks and watch your productivity soar. So what am I saying? I'm saying, listen, and I know many of us have probably already read the book, um, Eat That Frog, which basically says, you know, do the what I call the ugly stuff. Do the ugly stuff first. What works for you? If you are the morning person and, and you know, you're like, no, I like to get up and get everything done. Great. Great. Try and get the ugly stuff done first. And then your afternoon is phenomenal and you get to work on all the stuff that you really get a buzz off of. If it's opposite for you, that's fine. Flip it. But be honest with yourself and say, you know what? I hate doing these things in the afternoon or in the evenings. Let me tackle the ugly things first. So that's what I'm talking about so that you can stop pushing things to the next day pushing things to the next day. Some of us, it could be, you know, getting the taxes and, you know, dealing with uh, your QuickBooks and, you know, talking to your account, whatever the ugly things are, put them on the calendar, like literally put it on the calendar, time-bound it, and watch yourself be more productive. For those of you that are paper people, that's fine. I am too. I like doing both. Jot down everything you need to get done and actually put it on the calendar. If you time block, that's fine. Sometimes I find I do better when I actually block, like, hey, I'm gonna take 30 minutes to address mm-hmm. this, and I time it. I'm not kidding. I will put a timer on. Okay. Now let's talk about sharing the work. You don't have to do everything yourself, you don't have to do everything yourself. Delegate responsibilities to your fellow employees your employees, your peers, family members, this not only helps you get things done more efficiently, but it also fosters teamwork and gives everyone a sense of accomplishment. If you've listened to any of my other teachings, delegating is not dumping. It is not saying, I'm going to give you all the ugly things to do while I do all the fun things. That's not what we're talking about. And it's also making sure that whoever you're handing something over to that is also something that they have the skills to do, and maybe even a little bit of if they're willing to do it. And sometimes, if you notice, I said not just to your direct reports, but also think of do you have peers that you can say, you know what, I'm not not sure I'm going to be able to get this done. It's due by, you know, noon tomorrow. Could I add this to your plate? And is there something a little lighter that I can add to mine so we can kind of balance things off, right? There's nothing wrong with doing that. If you are an entrepreneur or you are a solopreneur, let me tell you something, there comes a time to where we may have to bring someone from the outside to help us address some of the projects that we need to do. And it's okay to do that. And it's okay to do that temporarily. This is what we're talking about when we're talking about share the work share the work and if you already have that mindset of watch this it'll take me more time to explain to someone how to do it than for me just to do it myself catch yourself if you're saying that in your own head you may not say it out loud but if you're saying it in your own head watch yourself doing that because what we're also doing when we say that is no one can do it like I can and yes it may take you a little time to explain it now if we're talking about within your work environment where it's a team member or a direct report or even a peer but just think about the time it's going to save you the next time the next opportunity that you have to share that work with that peer or that team member or that direct report they're going to also realize that you trust them to get the work done Okay, moving on. Let's discuss the power of simplicity. Don't make things more complicated than they need to be. Okay. Remember the kiss message? We used to call it um, keep it simple. And then there was another word we're going to use after that, but we're going to make it nice today. Keep it simple, sir. Or keep it simple, sister. Or keep it simple, silly, but you get the point. (laughs) Right? Keep it simple. If something works, don't try to recreate it all the time. Don't try and fix it. If it works, it works. And sometimes you just need to go with simplicity. Okay. So embrace simplicity and watch your stress level decrease. And I'm not saying go with complacency or go with mediocrity and not saying that there's not a time that you can work on making it better. But if something that just needs to get done, get it done. Use the same process and method that you did to complete the task last time. After it's completed, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, let me get a team together and let's see, is there any way to streamline the process? Anything we're missing that we can make it better? And you can do that After the fact, but when you're in the heat of it, when you're in the thick of it, that is probably not the best time to try and complicate something or try and revamp and rework and redo everything. So consider it while you're in the moment. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. And then you can plan a time where you can get a team together and rework it. Let's address. Let's see if we can improve it. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Okay, next up, let's ooh, <laughs> let's talk about decluttering. Oh my goodness. A cluttered workspace can make it very, very difficult to focus and be productive. Let me pause there for a moment because um, I have to give a shout out. I have a phenomenal interior designer and organizer that um, is taking care of my home office for me as well. And many of us are hybrid or many of us are 100% working from home now you want your work space to be decluttered. Take the time, organize your desk, and create a streamlined environment that helps you get things done more efficiently. And I mean from where your laptop sits, your second screen, your third screen, where's your phone? Where are all your chargers? Are there things in your office space that are absolutely distracting? Yes, I said, are there things in the office space that are absolutely distracting? One of the things that I even have to find myself doing is making sure that my cell phone is not right on my desk all the time. If I'm working on a project, it is okay to move it to a space, put it, I will put it on airplane mode. (laughs) I'll put it on airplane mode, move it to where I can't see it, I can't see it flicker, you may need to turn off your notifications All of those things. But when I tell you that organizing your office space is a wonderful opportunity to balance work and life, because you know what happens, especially those that work from home or hybrid. It's easy to get caught up in in the office all day long. And you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Another crucial aspect of achieving work-life balance is learning to say no. Learning to say no, I almost got myself caught up in pulling myself out of the office for a very lengthy period of time to work on something for someone else. And even when I have projects going on inside at the home, you know, in my home office, I have to be very careful to say, no, you can come during this time. I don't care if it is the plumber, if it is the electrician, if it's someone coming, you know, that I have to have a meeting with. It's okay to say no. Let me move it to this time. You need to be okay saying no. When your workload is maxed out, be assertive. Also, when it comes to setting boundaries, help your peers, help your boss, help your teammates understand your plate is full and you're not being insubordinate. You're not, you're not being a, a not a team player you are setting boundaries and stay within your scheduled hours and protect your personal time. These days of trying to get employees to work 10 and 12 and 14 hour days, you all those days are done. Those days are done and we ha- we have some um some new generations that are coming out That really is not going to fly. It is not going to fly. And here's the thing, nor should we want it to. We need to be okay with our employees, our team members working an eight-hour day, working that eight, nine-hour day. You know, yes, encourage them to take a lunch, encourage them to take their breaks, whatever it is. And just because they're remote workers, just because they're working virtually and they're working from home, doesn't mean... That they are nonstop, and you could just ring their phones all day, any day. You still need to also respect their time. So I'm talking to leaders and peers right now. You still need to respect each other's time. If I say, hey, I'm, hey, I'm, I usually take my lunch between you know 11:30 and 12:30. So if you need something, either hit me before or connect with me afterwards because I'm not going to be available. And you need to allow people to shut down okay that's one piece of it and yes if my plate is full it is full which means now watch this watch this if we are having regular conversations and we're having regular team meetings and leaders and employees leaders and team members and associates are having regular conversations you should also have a good idea of what is on someone else's plate you may not know everything but if you have people that directly report to you you should already know what their load is unless they've got, you know, some extra things that may have, you know, come through that you didn't see. So respectfully, we need to ask, how is your workload? Am I able to add something to your plate? And if you are honest and say no, then you also need to be able to say, oh, no, my plate is full. You know, I've got time blocks to work on these, you know, three projects. I've got Tell me what you need and let me see if it's something I can do maybe in a few days. So there's nothing wrong with also giving an alternative to that. But what I'm really getting at, you need to be able to set boundaries. Here's the other side of that. If you don't have a schedule and you don't have your time blocked and mapped out even if it's something you can put on your calendar that others can see like hey from 8 30 to 11 I'm working on this particular project you know I'm taking lunch from 11 30 to 12 30 and then you know from 1 to you know 2 15 I'm working on this because if someone comes to you and asks you to take over something and you can't justifying, you can't easily share what's on your plate, they're probably not going to believe that you're actually busy. So a couple great tips in there as well. Okay. Now let's talk about technology. Use it to your advantage. (laughs) Investing time in organizing information and implementing systems can save you a ton of time in the long run. So embrace technology and watch some things change for you. What am I talking about? Even when it comes to email, I used to be really, really good at this. And I just recently started saying, oh, all the emails from people on this team for a particular project will go into this bucket. So if I have a project that I'm doing um, let's say with KU, that I'm going to have all of those emails going to this bucket. If it's a project that I'm doing with um, one of the universities or one of the community colleges, it's going to go into this bucket. If it's one of my tech companies, it's that's what I'm talking about. So then that way, you're not searching and hunting for everything. So you can literally just think about what technology you have access to and how could you utilize that. For some of us that are business owners um, and entrepreneurs and some of the nonprofit organizations that I've worked with in the past, they are awesome when it comes to Here's my calendar link. Sometimes I I used to get a little offended. I'd be like, don't send me to your calendar link. Can we just pick up the phone and make a call? But guess what? It can save a lot of time and it allows you to limit how many of each type of appointment. I cannot spend my whole day having uh, coffee meetings with people. So it's easy to say, okay, I can have one. I may have one coffee meeting a day. And if so, that means it has to be between this time and this time. You only get one time slot for that, okay? If you really need to have lunch meetings, how can you schedule that? How many can you limit? And those are great tools. There's Calendly, there's Visibook. You can find something out there that can help you with that, okay? Lastly, let's discuss eliminating distractions. If your personal life interferes with your job, set some boundaries. Set some boundaries. If your personal life interferes with your job, set some boundaries. Be firm when you have work to finish and save socializing for when your tasks are complete. This goes back to you have to be okay with saying no sometimes. And I mean to the point to where whether we have teenagers, little ones, spouses, significant others, siblings, parents, all of the above. I have uh, my mother. <laughs> my mother is is turning 82 soon. She lives out of the country. She and I FaceTime. So I am very intentional that I will call her just so she can see my face. Um, and oftentimes, and I'm not saying anybody else should do this, uh, but oftentimes it's like, okay, I'm driving. So I'll just put the phone on and I'm driving. And she just thinks it's the coolest thing in the world. And when I get to a stoplight, I look at the phone and I say something to mom. Otherwise, I just keep driving. I am not suggesting anyone in the world does that. And um, I am probably going to get in trouble (laughs) for admitting that I'm doing it. But here's the thing. It's usually like a, you know, I'm running to the grocery store. So I just got a few blocks to go. But watch this. Whatever it is, figure out how you can take care of the needs of family members without it interfering with your job. There are times where I will absolutely say, okay, I'm going to call um, these people when I know I'm ready to take a break. You know, it's like, hey, and I literally will take a break. I go into another room or I'll step outside of my office. And, you know, if I'm in my office building, I may step outside if it's nice or I step into the break area um, just so I can feel like I'm still not at the desk trying to work and speak to them at the same time. Okay. Okay. Eliminating distractions is a big deal. Okay, there you have it. By implementing some of the strategies that I've shared with you, you'll be on your way to creating a better, I didn't say perfect, but a better work-life balance and getting your life back. Remember, it's all about prioritizing, staying organized, and setting goals boundaries, setting boundaries. Matter of fact, there is a book out that I read and actually got to teach years ago. And it's about setting boundaries. Google some, find out great ways to do it without being harsh and feeling like you're being mean or insubordinate with others. And then start using these ideas today. Start today, start today and watch your productivity and overall happiness. Sore. Thank you for joining me. I'll talk to you soon. I'm Mary Ricketts. To your success. Thanks for listening to this episode of Scale Up and Grow from Turning Point Training and Development. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out all of our on-demand training courses at turning point.newzenler.com That's turning Point dot